Hey everybody, welcome to the fourth episode of Mendoza Line. I am Cam and I am here with my good friend Nick. What is going on, man? Not too much. Good to hear from you again. Yeah, it's been a while. I've uh I've been across the pond and back, as they say. I got uh a great family trip into Ireland um to go see just the beautiful country that is Ireland and we got to meet some family and um, it was just super fun and had lots of Guinness and probably won't have that for like another two months because I'm kind of Guinnessed out, but we're back and we're back just in time, Nick, for what? Uh, opening day. Yes. The I'm best day of the year. Yeah. Technically today's opening day because we're recording on Sunday evening, um, but many other teams there's only a few games today so today and tomorrow kind of all the tigers by the way first of all don't play their first game until tuesday Mm -hmm. and secondarily have a two-game series against the marlins to start yeah there's a few weird things like that scheduling wise it doesn't make any sense and as a as a baseball purist and as a reds fan opening day is is not until the reds it's not officially until monday when the red because the reds always have opening day at home so we don't acknowledge today as opening day but that's just me well, no good on you i agree i just i don't understand why not play a three-game series and start on monday when everyone else starts well the why? the royals are playing the mets tonight and then i think they have two days off and then they play is it is it Really? Is it two? Because usually if they play on the Sunday night, they get the Monday off, no, and then they play they pl- Tuesday, Wednesday. I, I remember seeing it. They play tonight. They have two days off. They play one more game, and then the Mets have another day off on Thursday or something like that. Like, And then and then at some point in the season, they'll play nine out of ten days just to make up for the, the yeah. lazy schedule. So there's a lot of that's, quirky things. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there, but that's just stupid. Starting the season in interleague play, the Tigers have a two-game series against the Marlins, then they play – three against the Yankees, and then they play four against the Pirates. So six out of their first nine games were interleague play. Very interesting. That doesn't make any sense to me. But hey, if that's what we're complaining about, I'll take it, as opposed to being in the middle of winter and just seeing it far off in the distance. Fair enough. Yes, we have arrived. It is opening day. Nick and I are both very excited. And because... Neither of us acknowledge the fact that Sunday is opening day because neither of our teams are playing. We thought we would sneak in one more preseason predictions show um, before we got on to the regular season stuff. But before we dive into that, I feel like we should talk fantasy baseball for just a minute because technically our fantasy league did start today. Yes, it did. And uh, I am currently not starting a shortstop. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I have because, a shortstop on my roster right now. Yeah, that's that's problematic, man. Uh, so I had uh, Johnny Peralta, who, of course, the day after our draft got hurt, and who I found out um, probably is going to miss the first half of the season. A while, yeah. Yeah, so that makes me feel uh, awesome. So I moved Mr. Johnny Peralta to the bench, or to the DL, I should say, because he's on the DL. And I was able to pick up... Somebody, and I can't remember who it was. Cesar Hernandez? Yes, Cesar Hernandez. But of course, because I picked him up yesterday, I couldn't put him on my team until Monday, but our league is a weekly league, which means that I don't get a shortstop at all this week. I think if you put him in, I think you can put him in, I think if you put him in the roster tomorrow, it'll set. We got to do it before the game starts at one. 
I'm in the same boat because I'm waiting on, because Homer, I have Homer Bailey on my team and I know he's not starting in the year playing because he's going to put him on the DL, but they're not putting him on the DL tomorrow. So I need, I have to wait for that to pick up a shortstop. So I'm hoping I can do that in the morning. So then, but yeah, right now I don't because I'm waiting on them to put on the DL, but so. Have you made any other moves in our league, Nick? The only other thing that are worthy of discussion. I I dropped the shortstop I did add. Marcus Samian. I didn't really he's nothing special, but I picked up a guy named Vince Velasquez. He's a pitcher for the Phillies. My hometown Phillies now. But he's uh, he won their fifth starting job. He has a he's a starter and he did some relief pitching last year, but it's valuable because you can put him in the relief spot so you can get an extra starter occasionally, but Oh, that is nice. So he, he strikes a lot of people out, so I'm gonna take a flyer on him and see. But I needed because I pick you know, a couple of my other pitches are not gonna be up for another month or two, so I needed to make sure I had enough to actually fill out a roster. So that's pretty much all I did in that month. So I guess that means I drafted well. So I need to pick up a short stop tomorrow, and then we'll be good to go. All right. Well, I look forward to seeing who has the better first week between our teams. Got a commanding two to nothing lead out of twelve categories <laughs> right now. Well, you gotta start somewhere. All right, Nick. What is our uh, what's our main topic tonight, sir? We are going to we touched on mostly pitching in our last episode three weeks ago. So we're going to cover some uh, hitting. Let's go over our top five lineups going into the 2016 season. Um, Kim and I have both went through and kind of chose the ones that we thought would be uh, the most potent lineups that uh, you wouldn't want to face. And we also did some very beginning of the first episode. We did just overall predictions with teams who went into divisions and so on. But we did some more individual season predictions with uh, each league's MVPs, uh, Cy Young's, Rookies of the Year. So we'll, we'll dive into that and see uh, what we predict and maybe how, how many of those are similar. And, yeah, it'll be fun to keep track of that this year and maybe at the end of the year see how wrong that we were. <laughs> then that's the key there, seeing how wrong we were, not how correct we were. Uh, but, hey, you know, I like, I like our picks. Um, I think that we have... Um, some agreements, but I think that we disagree. Um, Wouldn't want to be all the quite same. Quite a lot. So this should be no. But so this should this should be a good discussion. So um, I'm just gonna roll. Let's do our top five lineups. Let's go five to one. You know, in traditional mm-hmm. uh, list form. Uh, my my number five lineup, and so obviously by lineup we mean hitting order one through nine, offense, right? Swinging the bats. Mm-hmm. Um, I I picked the Texas Rangers at number five, who um, apparently aren't as terrible as I thought they were. No, they they were down. I mean, they were pretty, you know, three or four years ago, they were in the World Series against the Cardinals, and they had a little bit of a lull, which a lot of that had to do with injuries, but they came back pretty strong last year, made the playoffs, and, yeah, almost beat the Blue Jays in the first round. But they, they've got a good lineup. And in that ballpark too, the Texas in the in the summer with that humidity and the heat, you know, it's they score a lot of runs down there. Um, it's a beautiful ballpark. Have you, have you ever? I been? have not. I the only part of, I've went through the Texas Panhandle, 
on my way to Arizona, like freshman year, spring break. That was the only time I've ever been in Texas. So I'll count yourself have- lucky. But it is. It's a it's a very nice ballpark. I went and saw I actually uh I took we were in uh, Arlington with the youth group for a missions trip and the Tigers were in town. So we went to a Tigers uh Rangers game at the ballpark of Arlington and I think the Rangers won like fourteen to two or something like that. Just absolutely destroyed the Tigers, and the kids never let me hear the, end of it the rest of the trip. <laughs> well, hey, that worked out good for but, you, though. If they were in town, yeah, yeah. I might have, I might have moved the mission strip a week for that to happen. But it, you know, it's here nor there. That's just a you know a rumor that 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 happened. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not even a youth pastor anymore, so I suppose it's not a big deal. Um, all right, what's your number five pick? So I will admit, I, I went a little homerish here just because I, I have this podcast and I have barely even talked about my favorite team. So I, I wanted to be optimistic and say that the Reds are going to have a top five lineup this year, which kind of seems ridiculous, but I think if everything goes right, it's a very legitimate possibility. And for the following reasons, I think, you know, at the top we've got you know, I think one of the best hitters in all of baseball, Joey Votto, which a lot of people will say, you know, the whole debate about he walks too much, he's not an aggressive enough hitter, but he's he's a guy that's always in the top three of on-base percentage. He's always getting on base. Yeah, how is how is getting on base not a good thing? I just, thing? it never ceases to amaze me. I think the biggest part is when you got people in running, or, score, or runners in scoring position, and he's not as aggressive as people want. I think that's the only... The only thing I can think of was why they're upset with him. They wish he would swing more, but there's so. But if he's walking, exactly. it means that the pitches aren't strikes. So why would he? And there's swing so at them? Ma- there's there's so many stats to back up. When he swings at pitches outside of the zone, his batting average drops way down. So he's he's an amazing hitter. He's very smart. I love him. I keep doing what he's doing. It's just a. I don't know. It's a really weird phenomenon with especially within Reds fans. You got very polarizing issue of you either love him or you wish that he would swing more, especially cause he's, he's making a lot of money. So that's, that's other people's arguments, but I think it's ridiculous. He doesn't get paid to strike out. No, he gets, he gets paid to get on base. So exactly. keep doing what you're doing, Joey. I love you. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, I will admit after that, that's where it gets a little less certain, but I, you know, Eugenio Suarez, it's the guy we picked up for the Tigers for basically nothing, which thank you very much for that. He actually had a pretty good year last year, and they're moving him to third, which some of the big drawbacks were they weren't sure if he would be an everyday shortstop. He had a lot of errors, but I think third will be a little bit better situation for him. And he had had a great spring. He was hitting the cover off the ball. I, I don't know the exact statistics, and... I think you got to take some of the spring stats with a grain of salt, but I think it's better than not that he, you know, he hit for power, did really well. So I think he can be an underrated addition. Devin Mazzarocco, he'll be back this year. I mean, that's a guy that he's got 20, 30 home run power when he's healthy, and he's healthy this year. He better. He's my starting catcher. I think he's going <laughs> he to, not, he's not going to play every single day, but when he does play, you know, I'm, I'd, I'd rather have that than a guy that plays every day and kind of kills your your rate stats. So, you know, he's he's fully back and healthy. Jay Bruce, I 
that's a guy he's a top he was the top prospect in baseball before he came up so I mean there's so much raw talent there he's just I think part of it his struggles the last couple years he hurt his knee two years ago which you know that's a big part of a a hitter's power when you've got power like he does and that kind of saps it but and I think last year just as a mental thing everyone started shifting against him to pull so he was trying to bunt he's trying to go the other way just a total head case I think from what I've heard and read, he's been working with uh, Barry Larkin and some other people just to refine his hitting approach and just keep doing what he's doing. Just hit the ball hard. It's going to go out. It's going to find some holes. He's not. He's never going to have the highest batting average, but there's there's a lot of talent there. And you know, I think he's he's a guy that he'll probably be traded because he's he's got uh, two years left on his deal and he's just not going to be around when the Reds are good again. So they're going to try to get some value. But I think he can kind of make a name for himself again. So I, I just have a good feeling he's actually going to come back this year. He's too good of a player. And then they've got <clears throat> they got a couple guys that are going to play left that are they're prospects but they're they're older. They're in their they're 25. So they've been around. They're a little bit more settled, but Adam Duval and Scott Shebler, they're guys that they got in trades and I think if they platoon them well, it's going to be a really good situation for them where no matter who's pitching, they're going to have a guy who excels against that hand pitching. So with all that, I mean, I think the weakness of the Reds is not going to be their lineup. I think they're going to score some runs. It's just going to be preventing the other team. So so I, I went a little homerish and picked them. So it's my podcast. I can do what I want. <laughs> and there's the show title. Um so you were you were very humble and put your favorite team at five. I put mine at four. Uh, I chose the Detroit Tigers at four because here is my reasoning: when we're making these projections and these and you know opinions, we're assuming that everyone is going to stay healthy. Absolutely, yeah. We're optimists, and and I feel like the Tigers' offense that's never been their problem. Ever, mm-hmm. their problem has always been their bullpen. Starting pitching has always been good to great. The uh, offense has always been good to great. The bullpen's always been crappy to terrible. And when you get to the playoffs, you need a bullpen. Um, So I look at the Tigers lineup, and I certainly see some room for growth. Like, what's Cameron Maben going to be this year? That's a big question mark. Mm -hmm. But I also see J.D. Martinez, who's a young up-and-comer with some serious potential. Justin Upton, who's legit. Ian Kinsler, who still has some game left. He's not what he used to be, but you could do much worse at second base. Uh, Nick Castellanos at third. He's got potential. Obviously, Miguel Cabrera still. Best hitter on the planet. An MVP candidate every season he puts a jersey on. Love that guy. And then Victor Martinez. You know, he started out great with the Tigers. He got hurt. um, Hasn't really been himself since. When he's healthy, he's a great hitter. Yeah. And he, I, he's healthy again this year, as far as as I know. Um, and then you know, uh, McCann or Saltalmakia catcher, not going to light anyone on fire. But again, you could do much worse. And so I look at the whole lineup as a whole, and there's speed with Mabin and Upton and Iglesias and Kinsler, and there's power with Martinez and Castellanos and Cabrera and Martinez. So I feel like the Tigers finally have a balanced approach as far as speed and power is concerned. Um, and if they stay healthy, they have a decent enough starting top three, four and five, pretty shaky, I think. Um, 
and the bullpen is still a question mark. Um, but I think if we're speaking specifically about just offense, that has always been the Tigers' strength since Nebraska took over, you know, what is it, 10 years ago? I mean, he's gone now, but however long ago he took over and turned them around, um, offense has never been a question. So, again, with, with that, that key um, caveat of everyone staying healthy, I think the Tigers can put up some, some pretty solid numbers on offense. They just might lose a lot of games nine to seven. <laughs> yeah, I think you bring up a lot of good points, and if they're healthy, they will be. That's just the thing with especially Victor and. Well, yeah, and Nikki. you just can't predict it. No, you just can't predict who's going to get hurt, how long they're going to be hurt for. Is the backup going to step up, or is the backup going to suck? You know, because here's the thing about the the, the Tigers' offense: they are not deep hmm. at all. Neither is the Reds. So if if Cabrera goes down or Martinez goes down, you lose a whole ton of power because there's not a lot of people. Now, defensively, we'll be <laughs> all right in the outfield. Austin goes can can play multiple positions. Uh, Romine can play multiple positions. Mike Avilos can play multiple positions. But if any one of our main guys goes down for an extended period of time, we're screwed. So that this is the key point in in the healthy argument. Healthy, we're fine. Someone gets hurt, it's gonna be a long year. Oh, if so, Otto if Otto gets hurt for the Reds, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's gonna be bad. So we'll hope against that. Yeah, and but we're we're also you know we're at the bottom of our top five. You know, and there's there's a lot of teams that would I think like to be in the position where. Hey, we have MVP candidates on our team, or hey, we have three or four guys that are going to hit over three hundred. Like there's there's teams that that long for that, you know. So it's 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 only going to get better from here on out in our list. But yeah, it's it's nice to include our our favorite teams, as delusional as that may be or not, we shall see. Um, but I I think we should move on to your number four pick. Yeah, my number four was the Rangers, so we're pretty thinking along the same lines with that one, but. Yeah, for a lot of the same reasons. I mean, they've the past few years they've just been a really good lineup, which you know the ballpark. Like I said, in the summer it heats up. They they score a lot of runs, and I think they've got a lot of solid hitters on their team. Since Su Chu, especially if he's not facing lefties, Prince Fielder, <laughs> who's back this year. I think I saw a picture of this is a little off topic, but I think I saw he was in the ESPN body magazine recently. I don't know. It was yeah. scarring. It yep. was very, it was terrible. Is hey he, man, big boys like to get naked. Is too. he still a, a vegetarian or vegan? Cause if he, uh, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't know he ever was. He was. One. Cause I remember thinking, I don't, I know what he's eating then. Cause he's still a pretty big boy. But he's he's a large man. He's back. He had that neck surgery a few years ago. He, you know, he was twenty. I think he had twenty eight home runs, almost hundred RBIs last year. Middle of the lineup, Adrian Beltre. Just the, he's a great baseball player. He's getting older. The ageless one. Yeah, I mean, he's. I just admire him. He's he's a great defensive player. He's been a good offensive player for the last decade. Um, he's getting older, so his his body's a little bit more frail, but. Him and Fielder in the middle of the lineup is great. And, yeah, Mitch Moreland, they got Ian Desmond this year. I think he's going to play left field. Guy with some power. Rufnet Odor. And then to play second base, he's really young, has a fascinating name. 
but he, he's I've read some lists. I think he could potentially be a big breakout guy this year to where a lot more people are going to know about him. But then, yeah, they have on their farm system, they've got a lot of young offensive talent as well. So, yeah, they're going to they're going to score a lot of runs this year, I think. All right. Well, we both picked the same team for our third. Mm, how, how much did it pain or... you to do that? Uh, so much. Uh, our third pick, our unanimous third pick for best uh, lineup, is the defending World Series champion Kansas City Royals. And I live in Kansas City, and um, I have had to endure two years of people bragging that their team is better than the Tigers. Finally, and you know, I'm I'm learning to cope with that. You know. Uh, but trying to be as um, uh, objective as possible, looking at the players that they have. You know, there's a reason they've been to two World Series in a row, and it's not all the bullpen. The bullpen's incredible. The starting pitching is good. Their lineup is not a joke. Like, there's some talent there. And, you know, you look at, Guys like Hosmer, Lorenzo Cain, Alex Gordon, Kendrys Morales, who's had an incredible resurgence mm-hmm. since he came to Kansas City, Salvador Perez, and Mike Moustakis. Uh Now, I think that the loss of Ben Zobrist hurts them quite a bit, to be frank, um, because... Not to be mean, but Omar Infante is just not as good. There's a reason Zobra started over him. And Infante's an ex-Tiger twice. He was on the Tigers for two separate, two separate stints. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, there's talent there, and there's experience there. There's a lot of young guys with a lot of playoff experience. Yeah. So even if the season doesn't go well, as long as they make the playoffs, they got a shot. Yeah. And the, the bullpen didn't get any worse at all. Uh, I think they traded out, uh, what, Johnny Cueto for Ian Kennedy, mm-hmm. essentially. Yep. Johnny Cueto wasn't exactly great. No, he wasn't. Uh, he, Whenever he lost, he would always piss and moan about it and blame it on the mound being wrong. So, whatever. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I must humbly admit that the Royals have been much better than Tigers the last two years. And I am putting them above the Tigers in this lineup because they deserve to be. I, I, that mad respect for you. That's, I know that was hard to say, but. Because they've been bad for so long. Ah, it's so infuriating. Well, the way that it's set up with the worst teams getting the best draft picks, you, you ought to be good eventually or else you're not doing something right. But yeah, like you said, I mean, despite, I mean, there's a gaping hole at second base and right field, but besides that, you got. A bunch of guys who just good baseball players. They they kind of changed the trend, and the, they just got a lot of guys that put the ball in play. Like they're not big strikeout guys, which you know strikeouts have gone up in the majors the last few years, just because more guys are throwing harder. But also, you got more all or nothing hitters. But I mean, they put the ball in play. They play great defense. I mean, I've never been that impressed with their starting pitching, but they just get it done. They put runs on the board. And Lorenzo Cain covers so much ground in the outfield. He's he's just yeah, a great baseball player. He he puts the ball he's in play. A lot of fun to watch. 
watch. He knows how to steal bases. He's a great base runner. Uh, Hosmer, I mean, he's he's not he doesn't have the biggest power in the world, but again, puts the ball in play, gets on base. Well, and he's pretty clutch. Very clutch, and yeah, in the playoffs, he was a big reason why they had a lot of success. Alex Gordon is a phenomenal left fielder, wins a lot of gold gloves. Again, not the biggest power, but puts the ball in play. Salvador Perez catches like every game. Never, he just gets beat the crap back there, but he always is back there. And then offensively, he's not really a liability. Mustakis is, he is, he's had a bit of a rough offensively, but he kind of came around last he's, year. So He's a roller coaster. He is. You, you don't know what you're going to get with him. When he's good, he's really good. But when he's bad, it's, it's kind of hard to watch. So you just never really know. Uh, and and last year he he tended to trend upwards. Um. So, you know, who knows? Maybe he's turned a corner. I wish. Um, I wish I had a nickname as cool as Moose. I don't. I I I think my nickname's cooler than that. I think Cam is cooler than Moose. So I'm just. <laughs> so yeah, the, the Royals are going to be good again this year. I think they're not going to. I know. I. It's, I'm not happy about it, but all right. So enough about them. Let's move on. <laughs> um, we both have the same two teams in our one and two slots, but we flip flopped mm. them. So I chose the Cubs at one, and you chose them at two, and you chose the Blue Jays at one, and I chose them at yeah, two. Yeah. Well, so well, we'll we'll explain our rationale and see who who can win this argument here. Yeah. Well. Here's another thing, the Blue Jays. I loved watching their playoff games in the um, the dome up in Toronto because it was like a madhouse. It was like oh, it was like it was college crazy. basketball final every so game. So loud. Uh, and and I I mean, Donaldson, Bautista, Encarnacion, Tulowitzki, Russell Martin. Like you you made a good list there. Um, isn't Jose Bautista like thirty eight? Uh, more mid thirties, thirty five. Okay, well, okay. Encarnacion's not young, right? Uh, he's like thirty three, thirty four. He's just been around yeah, forever. Tu- yeah, Tulowitzki's in his early thirties. Yep. Russell Martin's in his early thirties. Josh Donaldson is not. He's upper twenties, right? Yep. Okay, so then we jump down to the Cubs. Zobrist is in his thirties for sure, but that was a great pickup. Great pickup. Hayward, Rizzo, Bryant, Schwarber, and Russell. All young guys with talent. So <coughs> the Blue Jays the Blue Jays have playoff experience. Crazy, exciting, thrilling playoff experience. Um, bat tosses included. Um but in my in my I put more weight on in this uh young potential than experience because each year, I mean, baseball is such a grueling season. You play five, six days a week. That takes a toll on your body. And younger guys tend to be able to handle that better than older guys just because your body can only do so much. Like, we're both 29. We couldn't do what we did when we were in college now. As far as, you know, playing hours of Frisbee or pick up basketball and, and feeling totally fine afterwards. If we did that now, we'd hurt in places just because we're a few years older. You I know? mean, I, I did drop so, 20 points at my Emerald game the other day, so. 
Oh boy. Oh boy. He's You're kind of hurting your argument here. Well, I don't play intramural games, so. Uh. Well, fine. <laughs> Prove me wrong, Nick. I'm 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 totally picturing you picking a little freshman right now, and it makes me laugh. No, that was that was funny. I just I needed something. You don't do that same. You don't do that same little scoop with your left hand. You do just you? you're making me feel so old when you're talking about all these guys that are just a few years older than us, and the, and the grind yeah, on their there, bodies. No, but there's and... there's a there is a big difference between being old and being an older athlete. That that term athlete completely changes the perspective on old. Mm. In in regular life, thirty four and thirty five is like totally okay and normal and like when you start to figure things out right 35 as an athlete is like do you need a walker should i get you a diaper because i'm not sure that you can handle what's going on here so all in context my friend well and keeping in line with being an optimist and also assuming no injuries i chose the blue jays over the cubs obviously i love the cubs lineup yeah for the more all of these guys have done it for multiple seasons now i mean Donaldson did win the AL MVP last year, which there's no MVPs on the the Cubs yet. So we'll see about that. But that's a guy, yeah, he won the MVP, carried the team like all through the year. I I can't believe the A's traded him for basically nothing. Not a very good trade. And yeah, Jose Bautista, he's getting older, but that's a guy, he's hit 30 40 home runs for five plus years now. Same with Edwin Encarnacion. Troy Tulitsky, when he's been healthy, has been the best shortstop in the league. So, I mean, those four guys right there, that's, that's a killer half of a lineup. And then Russell Martin, just really solid all-around catcher as well. So, yeah, I mean, the Cubs, it was, it was tough because I think Rizzo and Bryant pretty soon are going to if not, I mean, they're going to be just perennial NL MVP candidates. And Schwarber, to a certain degree, too, depending on how much he plays, whether he becomes a full-time outfielder or a catcher. But, see, so yeah, I mean, that's why I went with the Blue Jays. Just, I mean, just the raw power, just they able to crush the ball. And, I mean, they by far led the, the league in runs scored last year. So, I guess... In this instance, I'll I'll take hit past history and and see what happens. But I mean, both those teams obviously are going to be going to be tough to pitch against. Probably teams to avoid and pitching against in fantasy, but should be a lot of fun to watch. Indeed. All right. So those are our top fives. Uh, some disagreement, but more so, I would say agreement. Mm-hmm. In the in the grand scheme, considering we had four of the four of the five teams in the same top five, just in different orders, um, there seems to be a clear cut, you know, top of the top of the league as far as lineups are concerned. Now let's move on to uh, our next topic. Let's do some individual season predictions, Nick. What categories are we predicting today? We're going to be picking each of the <clears throat> the American League and National League MVPs, uh, both league Cy Young Award winners, and uh, both league Rookie of the Years, which uh, the Cy Young made me think, actually, my we have been changing some lives with this podcast. My wife asked, asked me what a Cy Young was a couple weeks ago, so... Because of this podcast, I was able to explain to her what that was, and now she knows. So, 
you just made my week. Yeah, I, it made my week as well. I was really happy to be able to do that. <laughs> so does that mean your next kid is going to be named Cy Young? I feel like that would put a lot of pressure on them. Uh, Anita, especially if they did want to pursue baseball, that would, yeah, reflect poorly probably on me. And I could, I could just see that going negatively. So, so probably not. But we'll see. Well, if you were going to name yours Cy Young, I was going to name mine Ty Cobb. Mm. But anyways, uh, AL MVP, Nick, who do you got? Yeah, this, I wanted – it was I, I didn't know whether to go the easy answer or to go kind of crazy. So I want the easy answer here with Mike Trout. Even though he didn't win it last year, he's – the last four years, which he's only 24 – but the last four years, he has been in the top two of the AL MVP discussion, which is incredible. So, yeah, well, wasn't it one year he was the rookie of the year, and then he lost the MVP race to Cabrera, and everyone kind of thought Trout should have won the MVP. Team. Yeah, is the big kind of new new age versus old age argument of the MVP? Because yeah. I mean, Trout is a more he's a center fielder, provides a lot of defensive value steals bases whereas that that was the year that cabrera i think won the triple crown so yeah and it was the argument of okay he won the triple crown which is incredible that doesn't necessarily mean he's the best player in baseball right and that was the big and especially because trout was such a young kid and you know cabrera had won the mvp before and yeah, i remember all of that and of course i thought well of course cabrera should win he won the triple crown why is this even a, a you know thing but yeah, I also picked Mike Trout because uh, you would have to be dumb not to, I think. There are certainly other players out there that are capable of winning, but he has been so consistently good. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it's a matter of time. Yeah. Until he wins. Yeah, he he's already won one. So the, the biggest hesitancy I had with him is I don't think the Angels are going to be very good this year. So they, they <laughs> yeah. The writers definitely put a lot of emphasis on being on a team that's really good. So that's a which makes no sense when you're talking about individual right. players. Makes no sense. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it either. So, but yeah, I I think as long as the Angels aren't awful, he's the odds-on favorite to probably win that one. Well, it's like the same problem with the Heisman. Like you're talking about the best player, not the best player on a good team. It makes for a better story if they're if the team is. It's the whole, like, he's putting the team on their back and they're being successful because of him. Yeah, but what if the team is like, you know, the team finishes like five games above 500, but without him, they finished 40 games below 500. Hey, I'm on, like, I'm it, on your side It here. doesn't make any sense. I'm on your side. All right, fine. I like it. Uh, National League, I'll go. I chose Bryce Harper because the same reasons. Why wouldn't you not choose him? He's a freak. Uh, he's... He has a bad attitude. I don't know. He has a bad, really, Nick, he has a bad attitude. Uh, people will say that, I'm sure. He doesn't play the game the right way. Well, people also think Donald Trump's going to be president, so we can't trust people. Wow, you had to bring his name on this podcast. Wow. Of course I did. This is, we're, we're, we're technically media, so we have, we're, we're obliged to talk about him every half hour. Every time his name is uttered, a puppy dies. <laughs> So you just killed a puppy. Well, blame Donald Trump. Another one. Uh, maybe. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's better, a solid you better, pick. You better, you, Bryce Harper, good yeah, player. You better start talking about your pick before I mention he you shall not be named again. So yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Bryce Harper. Yeah, just to change it up a little bit. I mean, he's he won it last year. He's only going to be better. He's also twenty four, which is amazing. But I'm with Paul Goldschmidt just because he's I like love that guy. I've I've had him on some teams. I've I've watched him a little bit, but. He has just been phenomenal, <clears throat> phenomenal players. He's a first baseman for the Diamondbacks. I think last year, yeah, 30 home runs, 100 RBIs, 20 stolen bases, so 30-20 at the, the first base position. So I think because he probably hitting it last year was the Diamondbacks weren't very good. So as long, and, and the Diamondbacks should be better this year, obviously with the additions of Grinky. And Shelby Miller, although they did just lose one of their best players, uh, AJ Pollock, a couple of days ago to a fractured elbow. So that's going to hurt him a little bit. But oh, I think terrible. if the Diamondbacks, because, you know, not even with all that, most people are still picking the Dodgers and Giants. But if they have success and creep towards the top of that division, even win that division, I think he's going to have a good chance to win the MVP because he will probably be the reason why. So, yeah, I mean, I think if I were to be honest, Bryce Harper probably bigger odds, but I think Goldschmidt, just for the sake of discussion, I think I'll 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 pick him. All right. Well, we shall see. All right, on to the pitchers. Cy Young. AL. Who'd you go with in the American League, Nick? I went with Chris Archer from the Tampa Bay Rays. So this was another s- scenario i was like you know i want to i want to take someone who's a little off the radar maybe you know if it hits it can make me look really smart or whatnot i don't know (laughs) so it's actually kind of funny because i was watching him he actually pitched today so he did all right i mean he played against the blue jays so they they scored a few runs off of him he didn't win today but this is a guy who you know he pitched over 200 innings last year and had 252 strikeouts, which is insane. I think it's the second highest uh, to Kershaw. So he's a guy, he's, he's only going to get better, I think, as he hits his prime. So my thought is with the, the Rays, who I feel like they've constructed their team to be a little bit more defensive-minded. So I think he's going to have a lower ERA. And whip, and he and he he pitched five innings today. He's a little he was a little wild. I think he had some extra juice because it was opening day. But he pitched five innings, and I believe he had twelve strikeouts. <laughs> so oh my God. so five innings. There's fifteen total outs, and he struck out twelve of them. So Jeez. pretty incredible. So yeah, a little risky, but I'll I'll take Rich Archer. All right. Well. I uh, I chose a former Cy Young winner and a former Tiger, uh, Mr. David Price, one of the newest Boston Red Sox. Um, he's pitched in that division now for the third different team between the Rays, the Blue Jays, and now the Red Sox. Uh, he's just really good. Yeah, he's really good. And I know he's he's starting to get up there in age, but. He's just really, really good, and 
I feel like he has the potential to win it every year. So big contract, maybe he'll get lazy. Um, but I think he's got a lot to prove um, on a new team. So I'm, I'm hoping that he uh, he brings it and proves me right. It's a solid pick. He got paid a lot of money this offseason, so hopefully he's still motivated. Yeah, he did. Goodness gracious. So it's a good it's a good day to be alive for him. <laughs> All right. So National League, I also stuck with an ex Cy Young winner and ex Tiger. There's a theme here, Nicholas. Mm. Uh one Maxwell Scherzer of the Washington Nationals. And here's another guy that's just got filthy, filthy stuff. And um you know, I, I know who you picked, and I know why you picked them, because it's kind of like the, well, of course they'd win uh, pick, because they're just dominant. But I think that if that person doesn't win, I think Max Scherzer's got a really good opportunity to be the guy who does. He's on a he's on a above-average team, and he's got the stuff to to get there so if if everything kind of you know obviously no injuries and just kind of everything falls the right way i think that scherzer could be a guy that pulls it off again because dude's got skills yeah he actually misspoke archer had the fourth most strikeouts last year scherzer had the second he had 276 in 228 innings so yeah looking look, looking at the stats last year yeah i chose uh clayton kershaw Kershaw had 301 strikeouts to lead the league last year in 232 innings. Barely over a 2 RA, a .88 whip. Unbelievable. 7.17 K to baseball ratio, K to walk ratio. Just phenomenal. I have a hard time. I can't believe uh, Jake Arrieta won over Kershaw. I guess the only Arrieta did have a 1.77 ERA and about the same whip. But he only, he only had he was uh a little bit farther down the the strikeout list. Which strikeouts aren't everything, but to me strikeouts mean just filthy stuff, like as far as not being able to be hit. So I mean there there is some pretty good years pitching wise last year, but yeah, Kershaw is just the top of the top of the league right now. Uh pitching wise he has been. The only thing that I feel like could derail him would be injury, which he's been pretty healthy, so he has pitched a lot of innings, so I'll be interested to see over the next few years if he begins to wear down a little bit. But until then, I will uh, pick him. All right. Why don't you uh, share your AL Rookie of the Year? So, yeah, this this one was – I'm going to be interested to see how close we are on these. This is going to be a little bit more of a of a shot in the dark just because this, guy, this guy's not even going to start off the year in the majors – but I, I think when he does get caught up, he's going to do well. But I chose A.J. Reed. He is. He will be a rookie for the Astros. He will most likely get called up probably in May or June of this year. Didn't make the team out of spring training, which some people thought that may be a possibility. But, yeah, he led all of minor league baseball last year in home runs and RBIs, I believe. So he's a guy that he's a, he's a hitter. When he comes up, he's going to hit. He's a little bit older as well, uh, drafted out of college. So, 
you know, I think the Astros are going to be a good team this year. Obviously, I picked them to win the World Series. They're going to be a good lineup, and once they call him up, he's going to he's going to fit right in there um, with Carlos Correa, and uh, I think they're going to be a a force this year. So, yeah, I, I chose AJ. Yeah, I I almost put them as my number five lineup, but I just think yeah, it just remains to be seen how that shakes out. Uh, I chose for my AL Rookie of the Year. Uh, I chose Byron Buxton. And uh, the guy ahead of him in the roster got hurt, so that helps because that means he's probably going to get earlier playing yeah, time. Yeah, he'll, he'll be playing from and, day one. Yeah, so I think that gives him an edge over Mr. Reed. Um, but, you know, th- these two picks for me were, were more uh, shots in the dark just because I don't know a whole lot about the prospects, not nearly as much as you do. Um, but I did a little research, and I like what I read about Byron Buxton, and I thought, oh, he's got a good opportunity to get a lot of playing time early. So, and I don't, th- I don't think his team's going to be terrible this year. Yeah, they'll which will help. But uh, so yeah, so I chose I chose Byron just because uh, I like his name, and he seems like a good, a good, a good, you know, like he has a good opportunity. Let's just put it that way. Let me stumble over my words more, please. All right, who did you uh, pick for the NL rookie? Yeah, I picked Corey Seager. He's a shortstop prospect for the Dodgers. So the the number one prospect in baseball, he he was up for the last month of the season last year. Hit over 300, uh, had an over 450 on-base percentage in a month as a just a rookie. So needless to say, I think he's got it all figured out and over a course of a year. I think he will be the odds-on favorite to take that home. Yeah, I I mean, everything I read pretty much matched exactly what you said. So, it, it you hate to say it's his to lose because, you know, you never know if anyone's just going to have a crazy season, but um, he certainly has all the makings of a uh, a future stud. So, hopefully he uh, he pulls it off. Yeah, I think I think those are some good picks for for both of us. We'll see how close we are at the end of the year. Yeah. All right. Well, that I guess that leads us to the regular season, Nick. That's you know that's it for all of our predictions. Now it's time to let these uh, players do their thing, and then we'll talk about it. Exciting, and do our thing. exciting so. stuff. Yeah. Uh, any closing thoughts before we say goodbye? No. All right, well, on that bombshell, we will end episode four of Mendoza Line, and we will see you. We'll be back next week with a new episode. Take care. Adios.